Welcome to the Surly Horns Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 4, and what a show we have for you today. Just as soon as we thought we were going to be getting into off-season, things were going to get boring, all this stuff starts happening. RGB3, how you doing today? Oh man, we are here. Yeah, we made it, and uh, it's it has not slowed down one bit like I thought it would. <laughs> Yeah, I thought we were going to be struggling for content, and uh, we're having to, like, weed stuff out. We're having to carve things out of our agenda. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, You know, I thought, yeah, I thought we'd be struggling for things to talk about, like, uh, you know, people's doing people doing research on sugar babies. But, uh, you know, it looks like we have some more uh, actual football talk. Yeah, I mean, um, there's a poster that started a thread on the IP in her butt board called sugar babies. If you haven't checked that thread out, it started, you know, as like an innocent little thread started by a drunk surly horns poster. And it has quickly turned into in the last two days, a thread that is going to make it to classics for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I can't believe that this, the speed at not only that poster is moving, but, um, the, the, the pages are just flying and, uh, you know, shout out, uh, I don't want to drop the uh, username cause I don't know, uh, what's, what's technically legal and not, or not, but, um, you know, shout out to that poster who has given us endless entertainment at this point. It's really good. It's really good. If you haven't read it, you need to go read that thread. Uh, I did not know all of the colleges all over the place it's like one in four college chicks right now are sugar babying that is mind-blowing well my favorite stat that i found out was um for six hours including intimate time it only costs four hundred dollars uh i mean that's that's it's a month it's a monthly stipend type agreement so it's not like a yeah, six hours of boom boom time in a month or something. Ah, I thought it was a one shot kind of deal, like you're renting out a motel room on top of that. No, they're not hookers; they're sugar babies. Oh well, I, I you, you kind of like you have a you have a little bit of a relationship going on. It's supposed to you're supposed to be their sugar daddy. Ah, see, you learn new stuff every single day, um, yeah. and uh, depending on how I, ugly you are, too, right? I mean, if you're if you're a good looking guy, it, it ends up being cheaper to be the sugar daddy, right? But if you're a big fat ugly motherfucker, probably going to cost you a little bit more coin. Yeah, Jeff Ketchum is going to be wearing that bank account out, have to steal money from more charities. I think. Yeah, you can bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> So there are so many chicks that are hitting this guy up and it's just that it he's there's so many girls that this this thread is at 11 pages now and he is is the predominant poster in this thread and it's turned into like a yay or nay thing and everybody's just like yes to all 
Yes to all of them. <laughs> it's like when you just keep swiping left on on Tinder, you know, until you get the match. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they're 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 joking around and stuff, and everybody's now starting to chime in and tell stories because he's like, I can't keep them straight. I don't know who they are anymore. <laughs> the only one I saw was that that one girl that I I, I would like to report that to the police because she was definitely sex trafficked, and I just feel terrible from out of some kind of Slovakia or you know something with a with a key at the end. Uh, cause she, Looking she likes temp in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the couch. <laughs> it was, a, it was a lady pimp. Yes, it was. It was a, yeah. A she pimp, if you will. A she pimp. So moving on from she pimps and hot college chicks that want to get paid to fuck. <laughs> what happened at Tennessee? What a dumpster fire. That was a radioactive job. Nobody wants this job. Nobody fucking wants this job. Nobody will take this job. Everybody doesn't even want to interview for this job. And then just boom, out of left field. Who do we get? Man, we go from talking about tits to another guy with more tits. It's Josh Heupel, uh, sooner legend. Uh, I saw a poster Josh, on the thread. Floppy tits? Yeah, I called him floppy top instead of rocky top. I love that sloppy top. Also great. Um I I don't get it. I do not get the hire. I it makes sense. I, as, bet, I bet it's the only guy that would answer the phone. It's his old boss. Yep. His old boss calls, says, "Hey, bud, we're good friends. Can you do me a solid and and come fuck this program up?" Oh wait, no, it's already <laughs> fucked. You can't fuck it up any worse. <laughs> it is Tennessee. I mean, it can't get worse, right? I mean, this guy is going to just stumble fuck through three more years, and then they're going to replace him with somebody else. While Tennessee fans just keep burning their diplomas and 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 clay travis just cries on the radio it's it's right a passage at this point this is all part of peyton manning's master plan gotta be master I mean, plan. yeah i mean they're they're just gonna put so many papa john's restaurants uh in and around knoxville that eventually they're just gonna be like oh yeah peyton just kind of took over at one day just kind of showed up and he was like yeah i'm the athletic director and the head coach just pay me <laughs> so speaking of all-time great quarterbacks tom motherfucking brady how wow who who what did he have to sell to the devil besides his soul his his kid souls how is he this good at this age yeah how many souls does it take yeah because somebody posted this graphic i think it was vic Mackey in um the the thread talking about tom brady and he has had three spans of his career that if you just take them and dissect them into three distinct careers they're each individually hall of fame caliber careers insane it's insane and i was always one of those guys where you know hey is it Bill, bill belichick that's making brady so good or is it tom brady that's making bill belichick so good and then you look at Bill Belichick, and he went, what, 6-10, and 7-9 and nine with Cam Newton at quarterback, and Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl again. Again. I don't even think it matters at this point if he wins, but you know the guy wants to win. Obviously, he's like a gamer. Oh, but, yeah. He's going to sell another soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many more kids does he have to sell souls for? <laughs> if Man, if Philip if Rivers could find out you could sell your kids souls, he'd have even more kids, and I think he's like 13 right now. So, it, it was... Uh, they. They put out a, a video on Instagram or Twitter or what? So the social medias last year, whenever they they got to the Super Bowl and and everything, 
and they remade that video this year. Didn't say anything, just goofy smiles, him and Gronk, like, getting off the plane, like, walking around. And it just had bad boys for life playing in the background. And then it cuts to Tampa Bay, you know, like, Super Bowl, whatever. And it's just like, this guy is just, he just knows he's good. How does he keep getting away with it? <laughs> How does he keep getting away with it? It's crazy. I mean, the dude, I can barely roll out of bed in the morning without taking four Advil. This guy is getting drilled by, you know, Von Miller in the face, you know, twice a year and just rolling out of bed. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and throw four touchdowns and make go to another Super Bowl because why not? That there's actually a really good um, YouTube video that's out now called The Brady Six. Uh, recommended watch for anybody who doesn't just like hate Tom Brady because it goes into the six quarterbacks that were drafted before Brady and, oh, yeah. and how they, you know, have flamed out or didn't flame out, how their careers panned out. And then you get to Brady and it's like one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder what Spurgeon wins doing right now. He's probably cashier at Trader Joe's, something like that. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So what other crazy shit is happening in the world? Um, I'm surprised anything's been able to happen. I feel like everybody in the world's just been scrolling on their Robinhood app, just checking out GME, seeing what it's doing. Um, it's crashing the fucking internet. Took took down Google, took down, if you go to the down detector, took down like all the websites, all the traffic, all the traffic going, trying to trade their stocks. Trying to crash it the stock exchange. I mean, it's the, when when the new president is talking about <laughs> GameStop stock. <laughs> what is happening? Like last time I thought about GameStop, I was thinking like, oh, could I trade in these old Mortal Kombat games and get anything? And they'd give me fifty cents for them. Like, and now people are making thousands. <laughs> last time I thought about GameStop, it was because I just wanted to see if they had the PS Five. Not because I wanted one, just to like because I th- that was the natural place for me to go check if PS5s were in stock. Yep. And yeah, it's crazy. I was talking to one of my sales reps and he was the one telling me about it. He was on Reddit. He was checking things. Um, shout out Jordan. He was telling me like, dude, you got to invest in it. It's like $18 and it's about to blow up. I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, okay. a, Wall Street, he's, he's like a Wall Street bets kid. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's just a kid three years out of college. Just, you know, hanging out. He's smart, smart, smart ass dude. But um, yeah, he was just like, yeah, Wait, you need you, to invest in it. I believe him. Hold on. Did you just say 18? He got in at 18? Yes, sir. Something like that. I don't know if it was like 18 or 24, but it was something that it cost less than a five guys hamburger. And wow. Yeah, uh, he put like 12 grand into it or something like that. He was talking to me. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about buying some property. And, you know, at first I was looking at in San Marcos, I was looking at houses on the river, you know, maybe 140,000, 160,000. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at like $400,000 houses now. No big deal. It's like, well, hope you know what the capital gains tax is. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So right now it's it's, you know, nine change on Wednesday night. It is trading at 292. 292. Crazy. Yeah. What a broken. Yeah. I bet these these billionaire hedge funds. So for those of you who don't know, GameStop, the company, did absolutely nothing to deserve the success. Nothing. They, not a they're thing. just they're just caught in the middle of 
a gigantic social financial statement revolution thing that's happening where people on Reddit found out that GameStop was shorted by this hedge fund. And they were like, fuck this hedge fund. And they were like, we're going to like run the price up and, and you know, do a, sh- a short squeeze. And then it kind of like went viral because everybody was like stonks and funny memes <laughs> and shit. And then it just took off. It just took off. And so five days ago, this stock was trading at 38, which is nuts, right? Because that's that's already too high. And then uh, two days ago, it got up in the hundreds. And then yesterday, it went from 145 all the way up to 330 <laughs> in the matter of minutes. 370 this morning. Yeah, Jordan walked into my office and he goes, hey, look. Uh, did you did you check check your Robinhood app? I go, no. Let me look. Okay. Yep, that was there. <laughs> that, is, that is there. Uh, it's crazy. It gives Robinhood a new meaning. Literally, robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. I love it. <laughs> it's so literal. Yeah. yeah, the short squeeze is crazy. The the stock was shorted like three or four days ago. It was a hundred and forty percent shorted. I mean, people were shorting the short shares. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see what it is by the time this podcast drops. I mean, who knows? Who knows? And then, as, as if that's not enough that's going on in the world, we've got Godzilla versus Kong. Hey, baby, monsters fighting. I mean, I love the only thing I got to say, the rap song on there was terrible. That was the worst trailer <laughs> song I've ever heard in my entire life. It didn't fit anything. Like they're like immigrant song on there or something, you know, something badass, a little ACDC, get the blood pumping. But either way, I mean, it's two monsters fighting. I haven't been to the movies since the rise of Skywalker, like two damn years ago at this point. And I'm going to see this in theaters. Give me an IMAX. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. This looks like the best movie of 2021. I, they don't even need to release movies after this. This is going to be the best movie possibly of all time. And it's probably going to get 60% on Rotten Tomatoes because I could just tell you the plot right now. You ready for it? So <laughs> Godzilla is pissed off about something. So uh, probably the Americans, you know, we're usually kind of the villains. Uh, they decide, hey, we need to get something to fight it. They go get King Kong, King Kong, man of the people. They already showed it in the trailer. Oh, this little girl loves King Kong. OK, Kong versus Godzilla. Turns out Godzilla's not actually mad at King Kong. He's mad that Americans are making Mecha Godzilla. And then Godzilla and King Kong are going to team up and they're going to fight Mecha Godzilla. And I'm sorry for ruining the movie for everybody else. But if I'm right, my Venmo is open. Hit me with that 995. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if you're right. Um, I'm, I'm just, I know I'm right. If you're right, right I'm going to drink 10 big beers at Pluckers. Done. Done. You can buy my 10 big beers at Pluckers too. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's get into some sports stuff. Yeah, a little football Because talk. it seems like everything everything else is just so exciting, but we do have even more to talk about. I thought things were going to slow down. Whatever, we're getting close to National Signing Day, so maybe things pick up a little bit after then. But we're just making noise I all mean, over the place. You just talked about a great trailer that dropped, but we need to be discussing the greatest trailer that ever dropped. 
Tathan Martell's highlight video for him entering the transfer portal. <laughs> for th- he's now entering the transfer portal for the sixth time. Right? <laughs> yeah, let me. I gotta pull Something that like up. That. I gotta. Yeah, I gotta so pull up this guy's have, career. Yeah, we do have um somebody uh, on Twitter. And then somebody grabbed it off of Twitter and, and posted it in the thread so graciously. Yep. A wonderful summary and timeline of the great Tathan Martell. Yep. It's ass, my dudes. He's ass. He is complete ass. This guy, this man who dropped a two two and a half minute hype video for his 29 pass attempts, 276 yards and one touchdown in his college career. Um, in his past 10 years, shout out Shay Dixon on Twitter. In the past 10 years, in 2012, he commits to Washington. I think he was in seventh grade. Um, in 2015, he decommits. In 2015, he also commits to Aggie. Uh, congratulations, Aggie. I mean, y'all are definitely running that that right now. So in 2016, he decommits. Um, also in 2016, he commits to Ohio State. In 2017, he enrolls in at Ohio State. That's where he accumulates all those great pass attempts and, and yards, uh, including his masterful touchdown. I'm sure it was beautiful. In 2019, he goes back into the portal. He goes to Miami. He moves to wide receiver and then back to quarterback, and then back to wide receiver. Then in 2020, he decides to opt out of the 2020 season. And in 2021, today, he's back in the portal, folks. What a great 10 years. I can't wait to see what the next 10 years hold for this 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 perfect football player and human being. Hold the line, caller. Are you telling me that his original commit to Washington was a Sark commit? Oh, is there no. a tie? Is there a tie? Okay, we got to Google it. We got to Google it. It was he was the head coach. It, was he, he really was the head coach on Washington until 2013? Oh shit! Hey, is, is Tate Martell gonna come to Texas? Oh yeah. Oh, Tate Martell, a quarterback entering the eighth grade, has committed to coach Steve Sarkeesian on Wednesday, bringing it back, baby. Come on, come on home to the 40 acres, Tathan. He has been, he's been around the college football scene long enough for his coach to leave that job, go to another job, go through rehab, fired for being blackout drunk on the sidelines, and then work his way up the totem pole again to then land the head coaching job at Texas. Man. Conquer and personal demons while this guy <laughs> this guy can't even hold down a third string quarterback job while while Sark's battling some demons. I love it. Well, dude, apparently, according to this, this new hype video, he's been battling some demons himself. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's incredible. About a minute in, the guy starts crying and then cries oh, yeah. for Cold a minute. Tears. the whole time the dude is crying while a video of him doing pull-ups is playing (laughs) he's he's on the incline while he's in (laughs) mid-tears we gotta you gotta put the link to that video in 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 the comment section of the podcast or something because that is nobody should miss that oh man so talking about one fuck up and going to another fuck up you know, you know what's like, make, like just brings me great joy is whenever 
one of the shitty coaches that was on, like just somebody that you just hated, goes to a shitter school where they deserve to be. There's I mean, Herb Hand to Charlotte. Um, I don't know if it's Charlotte Bobcats. I don't know if it's a Charlotte Hornet. <laughs> He's in Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte High School. Yeah, eating their shitty fucking vinegar-based barbecue. Um, good luck, buddy. Um, that's where you should have been. And I learned an extremely valuable lesson from Mr. Herb Hand. Um, one that I'm going to carry with me throughout every single coaching search for the rest of time. When Herb Hand was hired, I said, hey, this guy's at Auburn. They usually have decent offensive lines. They got a good running back. Maybe this guy's not half so bad. I look at the internet comments and they're all LOL. Thanks for taking him. Ha ha ha. Fuck you, Texas. Fuck you, Herb Hand. I was like, you know what? These guys, it's sour grapes. No big deal. It's just sour grapes. Um, it holds pretty much true throughout. I've come to find if the fan base that you are leaving despises you and is actively laughing at you, just like Josh Heupel for UCF, uh, probably not a good coach. Probably, probably not, a good coach. not a good coach. Yeah, just probably not a good coach. Terrible. Herb Hand, he learned how to slow smoke some brisket in Texas, I'm guessing, but he sure as hell didn't learn how to teach his guys to block a fucking stunt or a twist. It, it, it Unbelievable. Unbelievably bad hire. That we're we have to pay this guy still. He still <laughs> we still have to pay him a buyout. Unbelievable. Oh, this is just oh. it's bad. But you know who isn't going to be coaching on any sidelines next season? Oh, thank God! Mark fucking stoops. Thank God. <laughs> thank oh, you, man. Big money donors. This is me, RGB three. Thanking you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for squashing this. Thank you so much. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm sure everybody heard the last podcast. And if you haven't, you need to go back and listen to our reaction to Mike Stoops getting tentatively, tentatively hired on that Thursday yeah, he was, night. He was a verbal. It, 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 like, verbal. enough has come out now where we know that that was basically a done deal. He was, oh, yeah. at, he was at the fucking airport. He was at the airport to come to Austin. Unbelievable. Believable. He was flying and going house hunting, and he found out. Supposedly, he found out at the airport that the offer got rescinded. Oh, Wait, I mean, I've heard, I've heard one better that that Texas canceled his ticket. He couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine just trying to scan it to get on board. <laughs> oh man! So, so let's talk about how this all went down. So, we recorded the podcast. We got done sometime, you know, 10 something at night, central time, Thursday night. And boom, right? There's a tweet that comes out from one of the guys that's a, that's really got really good scoop in Alabama. Alabama. Al.com. Uh, yeah. Al.com. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, uh, we're freaking out. We're freaking out. And we're like, we have to record a segment because like, if this is the thing, we've got to record it. Oh. So we put that in the podcast. We're both just losing it. Pure emotion. Both. That was pure emotion. <laughs> that was part ourselves some pure ick drinks. Oh. And, and then I went to sleep. I went. I went in uh, to lay down and, and go to sleep at, later that night. And I was like telling my wife, I was like, "They hired Mike fucking Stoops. They fucking hired Mike Stoops." And she was like, 
What do you care? Who cares? Who's Mike Stoops? <laughs> we care. <laughs> yeah. Who's Mike Stoops? I woke Who's up Mike mad. Stoops? I woke I, I woke up, got my daughters out of bed, still mad. Go downstairs, ready for breakfast, still mad. Finally. Oh, I was ready. I was ready to say, th- th- throw the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Just, this is fucked. Sarkeesian is out. He's a, he's an idiot. Big old dumping our Kool-Aid. I mean, we've been chugging it for three whole episodes of a podcast. We've been just chugging, just straight, just slapping the bag on some Kool-Aid. And then they just took a giant shit with Mike Stoops. And then finally, for the first time in his entire life, Brian Davis was actually right about a scoop. He's actually <laughs> right about something. Oh, my Thank God. God. I can't imagine how much we were actually relying on that dude to be right about something, but it happened. Loki, I think Surly did it right. I mean, I think oh, Surly got a hold of it. the The Sark after dark, the the coaching search thread blew yep. up. We had a we had a fire Mike Stoops thread. That one yep. was still it was moving pretty quick, but overnight you wake up and you see, oh my god, there's thirty pages added. <laughs> Yep. Black Lab shout thread. out. He asked, "Hey, who's got the scoop? You know, who's who's got the scoop?" Uh Oh yeah, and- we started a thread to like just dig up everything. So people dug up social media pictures of him with, you know, a certain politician's hat on that <laughs> probably wouldn't play well in in the blueberry imagine, tomato soup. Imagine DeMarvion Overshone seeing that hat on his position coach. Good god. <laughs> like no way. Yeah. Yeah, oh. There's no way. So the, just culturally, not a good fit. Just at, in general, because he's a fucking piece of shit, not a good fit. And a terrible because coach. Stoops, because he's <laughs> stoops, not a good yeah. fit. Yeah, just a fuck this guy. Oh, and, anyway. and, and it, but at least it resulted in one of the best Thujone pictures I've ever seen in my entire life of the dick at the Great. airport. <laughs> that is so good. Greatness. Yeah, I think I've um, tweeted it from the Surly Horns Twitter like four times. It was so good. <laughs> It's incredible. And so it went from anger to like despair back to anger and then disbelief, suspended belief, and then just like elation. Right. And then mad, still a little mad. Just got to put that out there. Just the thought that they could sneak that one in like that was going to be okay. CDC and Sark. It's left a sour taste in my mouth. I'm still a little mad about it. It's funny though because the the way it all went down and and the velocity at which it went down was just incredible. Because if you if you got busy at work and you had no idea and you just took twenty four hours off of Surly, you'd you'd be like, what what the hell happened? Oh man! <laughs> and especially it dropped like they literally tried to sneak it. They literally tried to sneak it because it dropped like we finished the podcast. It was like a, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Probably they literally tried to do, like midnight drop that shit. Like, oh, hey, Mike Stoops is coming. He's here today. Not today. He's not. Nope. Thank you. Big money donors. The, the, you, you guys meddle in a lot of shit. This is the very first time that I'm absolutely thanking you for it. Thank you. Yeah. So. Later that day, same day, you know, this is the big coach reveal day where it's the entire staff and Sarkeesian, you know, gives his little statement and then takes questions afterwards. And I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty fired up after listening to the way that Sarkeesian was talking about his staff, the decision making process that he make and how he identified what the staff members were. And then, you know, all the 995ers basically just went top to bottom 
on, you know, hey, tell us like more about why you like this guy or like why you like that guy. And just to hear how he thought about stuff and, and how deliberate he was with seeking these guys out, how it wasn't necessarily about the relationship, how he was thinking about how personalities would work uh, during practice, during a game, his philosophy on coordinators, not necessarily needing to be play callers that it was really involved. And I, you know, it's kind of what I would have expected from Tom Herman being the Mensa guy. It was very cerebral, almost how he was describing the thought process of, of what he was doing to put together this amazing jigsaw puzzle. That is the current Texas football staff. Yeah. And I think jigsaw puzzle is a great way to put it. Um, Cause it really was kind of, sometimes it was, you know, um, cart before the horse a little bit, you know, hiring all those defensive guys before you even get PK under under contract. So, you know, it really was kind of jigsawing it together, um, but without really missing, you know, there might have been a couple misses on some guys, but uh, overall, the guys that they filled in were so great that it didn't really matter. And all those puzzle pieces just kind of end, ended up being kind of seamless. And and I, I know I use the word authentic with Sark and, and it kind of makes me mad because I don't like. You know, if this guy turns out to be another Tom Herman, I'm going to be pissed off because I just, you know, I, I kind of feel like he is being authentic and he believes in this shit because I, I think he knows this is this is what he's supposed to do just from seeing it at other places between Pete Carroll and Nick Saban. Um, it's not just, you know, bring your buddies. It's bring some fucking rainmakers. Let's go. Let's go. All gas, no brakes. And then, you know, we, we've got. We got the the strength and conditioning coach. They're back at practice, and and I mean it's these guys. At least some of them in that little hype video that they released, they look pumped up. They look ready to go. They look like they want to do some of this velocity training. It, it seems like they're very curious to see how it's going to change their bodies. Yeah, they already got me hyped up with the all gas no breaks. The two, give me two claps, clap clap, all gas no breaks. I love it. Yeah, this, you know, I think, I think, you know, I, from what people report about Yancey McKnight, everybody started out loving him and then, you know, things kind of fell off with him and he was kind of abrasive. And I think, uh, I think it's inside Texas, but basically so there's so many bad cops that there's and not enough good cops. It's nice to see, you know, especially somebody they interact with so much like, like Becton make a decent first impression and, and hopefully that sticks. Um, unlike a couple other, you know, strength and conditioning guys that we've seen roll through the 40. Yeah. Um, so there was one puzzle piece missing and it was that linebackers coaching position, right? Thank God. They, so, they definitely wanted to announce Mike Stoops on Friday. Like they definitely did. And then they didn't, but thank God they had their shit together. Right. And the guy that they hired, uh, this fellow by the name of Jeff Choate, we, we yoinked him. We yoinked yeah. him. Your co- all your coaches, no one's safe. We yoinked oh. him. Head coaching job. Crazy. Yeah. So I don't know anything about him. I mean, I don't think anybody outside of Montana probably knows a lot about him. But, I mean, he turned a four-win team into an 11-win team. Um, and now he's a co-DC and a linebackers coach after he was head coach at a successful FCS program. I mean, y- you got to think that's going to play well. Plus, he knows PK's system. He worked with him at Washington and Boise State. So, um, he's going to be coaching inside linebackers. PK coaches the outside linebackers. Uh, I think it's a great hire, mainly just because he's not Mike fucking Stoops. Yeah, I, I, it's really interesting. Uh, 
somebody on the Montana State board or Reddit or something that I all read on the internet. Them. Yeah, all six was, of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were talking about, hey, this is this is really like you being, you know, some CEO of like a 10 person startup. And then, you know, the big boys call and they say, hey, you want to be a, a VP yep. for, for, you know, quadruple the money? Yep. You that's don't say great, no to that. Yeah, that's a great reference. Yeah, it's it's literally Apple comes calling and guess what? Sorry, got to have to sell out and head on over. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to no, get real busy higher. counting these stacks. Yep. And yeah, supposedly, I mean, from everything I've seen from, like I said, all six, seven Montana State people, they're mad that he's leaving. Um, so that's that's always a good sign. <laughs> six or seven there's only right there's only like 35 people that live in montana there's literally dozens of us <laughs> <laughs> okay well we've already talked about the rest of the staff at about length. a billion times yeah uh, at very much at length so let's just let's just go and i'm gonna go first and ask you random staff members and you have Less than two seconds to give me a numerical rating. Zero to ten. Zero to ten. Okay, so Mike Stoops is a zero. You choose your fucking. You choose your scale. Whatever. Yeah. What's your scale? Or so Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is a ten, and Mike Stoops is a zero. Right. So we'll go zero through ten. <laughs> yeah, fuck Urban Meyer. Yeah, fuck him. His fuck his his head always looked like a dick. I un- I unfollowed Shelly Meyer today, and she noticed. I'm sure. She yeah. was tweeting at me, so I'm sure she felt it in her plums this time. Absolutely, she definitely did. All right, yeah. So one to ten, let's go. All gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. Let's hit it. All right, peak PK, uh, nine. Joseph, uh, seven. Gideon, seven. Drayton, eight. Nilly, seven and a half. Davis, seven and a half. Nine. <laughs> Flood, uh, ten. That's a ten. Coleman, five and a half. Choate, nine for not being Mike Stoops. Becton. <laughs> Uh, I'll give him an eight. And Coleman. You already gave me Coleman, but he's still five and oh. a half. Sark. No, yeah, you missed Banks. Yeah, Banks 10. Banks, Banks is a 10 and give me uh, Sark's a nine and a half. All right. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Turning it back around. Let's go. All right. Gideon. Six. Choate. Six. Sark. Nine. Uh, Coleman. Four. <laughs> Not a Davis. Fan. I'm drinking more Kool-Aid than you. Davis. Nine. Nine. For sure. Uh, Beckton. Ten. Uh, PK. Ten. Joseph. Seven. Uh, Banks. Nine. Uh, Milwee. Six and a half. Did I miss anybody? Uh, I think. Did we get Davis? Yeah, we did. Choate. Yep. 
Got him. Got him. Yeah, we got him. There well, we go. Drayton. Drayton. Oh, Drayton. I miss Drayton. Yeah, what's Drayton? I miss Drayton. And did you say Flood? I think you said so. Drayton, uh, seven. Flood. I don't think we missed Flood. Nine. Yeah. So overall, if I mean, if we're grading, I mean, it sounds like uh, Sark was like a nine point two five. Milwee was like a six and a half ish. Drayton was a seven to eight. Coleman was like a five. Banks was a nine or a ten. Flood was a nine or a ten. Davis was a nine or a ten. Uh, Choate was like a what? I think I gave him a nine for not being Mike Stoops. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything after that. I mean, it's like eating shit and then eating, you know, eating an old Ritz cracker off the ground that's been outside. It's like, oh, man, this Ritz cracker fucking slaps, man. Let's go. <laughs> so is our mutual favorite higher PK? I think so. I think between PK, Davis, Banks, and Flood, I think those are kind of unanimously the four. And and Sark, of course. But yeah, yeah. Sark, Banks, Flood, Davis, and PK are are easily the top guys. And uh, and then the the lowest we're on is Coleman, which, you know, remains to be seen. So, um, and then, yeah, Gideon. I, I'm higher on Gideon just solely because I think he has the Texas ties, his dad, the high school coach. I think he has some high school ties. Um, I think, I think he'll be, you know, he's kind of the young guy. He's the, he's the one really unproven guy on the staff besides Milwee. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Giddy. And he's probably the one I'm most intrigued about how he plays out. I'm, I'm kind of of this mindset of, I think Gideon's going to work out really well. And I want to revisit this in like three years. Yep. No, I agree. I, I, yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be crazy to see even just year over year, what we think about all these guys that we brought on. Um, and then, yeah. and And one thing that stood out to me when I, when we looked at the, the final staff, they have three former stud special teams guys. I mean, Banks. It'll be the best special teams game in the country, I think. Deshaun Jamison, buddy. You're about to make cash. You're about to make a lot of cash as a returner. I mean, Banks, Gideon, and Choate, all special teams coordinators. And Banks and Gideon are the last two. I don't. I don't, can't remember who it was. Pro Football Talk or Pro Football Focus. They were the last two sport, special teams coordinators of the year. I mean, that's wild. Yeah, that is wild. Block some kicks. And so um, we've got, I mean, for me, I think PK is such a, just a, a, an intriguing hire. The more I start to watch some of his film, there's a great thread on it that um, LT Texas fan uh, started. It's awesome. It's just a great thread that, that is all about the defense. It's all about breakdowns of film and stuff like that. And hopefully, you know, if anybody wants to come on and and do some breakdowns um, of some of his film for the podcast, more than welcome to to come. But the more I watch um, of of his scheming and how his defense works and everything, I'm almost as excited about his defensive play calling and the way that he thinks about you know spreading players out and morphing the defense to what's happening in the game. Uh, it really is kind of the yin and yang from Sark's offense being that kind of chameleon offense. This is almost like the chameleon defense. Yeah, fully agree. And I think the coolest thing to me about both the Sark and PK has been they don't like they're not going to take these, you know, square pegs and try to put them in a round hole. It's they're going to tailor make the offense and the defense 
to the personnel, which hasn't happened in, I mean, since early Mac, like, you know, since, I mean, goddamn Greg Davis was out here or something like it's, it's, they're going to adapt their styles because they've been able to run so many different styles. And then they're going to get the recruits that have the athletic ability to play those styles to the best ability. So it's, it's not like they're married to, you know, one certain way of doing things. And I, I, it, that's the biggest breath of fresh air to me out of all of this. It's not, you know, Bijan Robinson running behind Denzel Okafor for two damn yards. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Oh, okay. Remember, reminder for everybody that posts, we're not going to talk about firing coaches. Mike Stoops was an exception, and we got him fired. Easy. We did it. Easy exception. We yeah, we did that. We did that. <laughs> that was all us. And, you know, the thread title is now, We Did It. Mike Stoops has been fired. <laughs> um, but just a friendly reminder, until, right, let's say PK has his worst scoring game in the last decade, eh, we could make a fire PK thread. I'm not going to. I will. I will. <laughs> I will ban myself from it. If if PK gives up more than 40 points per game next year, I will be absolutely shocked. Then I'll owe you 10 big beers from Pluckers, and I'll drink them <laughs> one 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 sip at a time. Right. Nice. All right. Well, the portal is lit. Humming. We already talked about Tate Martell and, and you know, that apparently neither of us even thought about it until we started telling the story that Sark. he's definitely coming to Texas because of Sark. Yeah. But he's on the 40, baby. What, what else is going on in this transfer portal? I'm just excited to see Tate Martell try to take Kai Money's snaps at slot receiver. I mean, that's just I mean, <laughs> We can talk about Hudson Card and Casey Thompson all we want, but the battle is Tate and Martell going at Kai Money for that backup or third string slot receiver spot. I can't wait. But uh, yeah, transfer portal has been humming. Um, so Texas added an edge linebacker who I absolutely will not spell or say his name. Um, oh, say that again. That was good. Ovia Gufu. Damn. I don't know yep. if that's right or not, but I'm just going to fucking say it. I'm going to say it with sounded, confidence. It sounded hella good. That was great. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just going to call him Ovi, but yeah, he's a, uh, a guy transferred grad transferred from Notre Dame, um, which my guess is Joseph probably knows him, you know, being the cornerback coach. Um, at Notre Dame last year, I think that he must have gotten at least some kind of positive feedback. And Texas at this point can use every single edge rusher they could pro- possibly use. Um, they already got Thornton from LSU, so um, bring him on. You know, another P five edge rusher. I'm all for it. Better than taking yeah, some I'll of these developmental it. guys. Yeah, and and he's a he's a proven guy. He's a big big dude. He's going to be fast. He's going to be powerful. It'll be good for the depth. Um, yep, I like that pickup. Yep, for sure. And then, you know, with those same pickups, you know, it also goes the other way for us. Um, and I was sad to see Jalen Green go to Mississippi State. Um, he reunites with a cornerback, former Texas cornerbacks coach, current Mississippi State cornerback coach, uh, Jason Washington. Uh, I was super high on Jalen Green coming out of high school. He was my he was probably my favorite player in that 2018 
um, that baller 2018 defensive back recruiting class, and he just never lived up to it. Um, he had those, he had long ass arms and I thought he was going to be able to play some badass press coverage, but he just didn't have that top end speed to just be, be able to keep up with these guys. Yeah. Um, I, you know, wish him well, hope he has fun in, in that defense and, and you in know. Starkville. Ooh, what a city. <laughs> what a great, what a great city. place. Yeah. More cowbell, please. Yeah. Good luck. But, and then speaking of somebody that's going to have fun in their city, Keontae Ingram goes to USC, which. Um, you know, I, it's good. I, I mean, it's good for him, right? I mean, yeah. it's gonna, I guess they needed a, a back like Keontae and uh, from a landing spot. Solid. That's a pretty good landing spot, man. Yeah. And honestly, I would have loved to keep him. I mean, right now you have Texas is kind of searching around the portal, trying to find that, you know, that third string running back to split carries with Roshan Johnson. And obviously the goat Bijan, um, I probably shouldn't call him the goat yet, but We'll get there. I'm drinking that much Kool-Aid on Bijan Robinson. But, um, you know, we're, we're still poking around the portal, and obviously LJ Johnson's still out there. But, yeah, Keontae goes to a decent um, school uh, with USC, and uh, I had higher hopes. It's all a ploy. It's all a ploy to yeah. get Brew to transfer back. Yeah, Brew's got to come back. I mean, we gave them Xavion Alford and Keontae Ingram. They got to – Brew McCoy, come on down, baby. Let's go. Come on down. <laughs> and then um, – then yeah, so it comes out today. Eric Gray, um, the transfer running back from US or from Tennessee, um, he is going to the Land Thieves um, OU. He came to Austin um, and he got scared off by Bijan. Like I said, we're not going to start goat talk, you know. But he got scared off by Bijan Robinson, um, so he's going to probably, you know, hopefully PK can shut him down because I'm tired of seeing these these slapdick running backs from Oklahoma going for 270 yards against us. Yeah, it is hard to have, right? The it, it Bijan's clearly RB1, right? There's no there's no question. It's going to we're going to give that guy the rock. FTF be the studs. We're yeah, he's going to get he's going to get the carries. Hopefully this velocity training, he turns even, you know, more dangerous. It gets more speed gets more power um it, you know when he's coming out of of the backfield and he's already clear rb1 and yep. so that does kind of do weird things um when you don't have the, the the rest of that team chemistry and so i can see it kind of working against some of the transfer portal if we want to add some depth um to that to that running back room yeah, for sure. Especially, I mean, I think, you know, with Bijan having two more years, because I think he's going to the NFL in two more years, um, you know, a guy like LJ Johnson can see, hey, look, I might play second fiddle for a year, year and a half, two years, um, but I'll get my shot eventually. Um, where, you know, a guy like Gray, you know, hey, I'm going to be se- second fiddle for the next three years, uh, doesn't really appeal to me. So, um, and then there's a lot of 2022 running backs coming up right behind there. So, um, and if we're going to be as good as, you know, our Kool-Aid drinking is, is telling us we're going to be as good, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of commits jumping on board that, you know, a, a guy or a transfer running back like Graham just might not see. Yeah. And, you know, Bijan is superhuman. He folded in half. <laughs> Snapped in half. I, I've never and, seen And he just Bijan. walked off the field like nothing happened. I would have been dead, and if I wasn't dead, I would just call it, call it, call it a year, call it a career. Just say that's a career ender. And he was literally practicing the next day, like just some kind of subhuman stretch Armstrong motherfucker. Is yeah, crazy. Freak. All right, and then we've got one other exciting portal announcement. Uh, 
potentially. I I, I don't even want to say his name. You you said the you said you said Ovi's name so good. I want to hear you say this guy Henry. Oh, oh fuck! I have no idea. To oh oh to oh oh. It sounded right. It sounded good. It sounded it sounded crisp. But either way, this dude's a stud. Um, he's another transfer from Tennessee, which means he's probably just going to end up at Oklahoma and piss us off. But um, right now it does look um, like he's looking at Texas because he was interested in Washington originally with PK. Um, uh, but, you know, all the big names are in it. Clemson, USC, Ohio State, Alabama, all those guys are in it. So it would be a coup, but I'm down for it. Let's try. Why not? All gas, no brakes. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, you know, just because it looks like Choo Choo, if it does come, it could be Choo Choo. Hey, I'm down. <laughs> All right, let's get into out of the portal, into the Cruton Trail. Yeah, let's tweet at some Cruits. Yeah, that's let's when you tweet some Cruit. I got I got RGB three on the on the Twitter account. First thing he says after I give him the the <laughs> username and password is time to tweet at some Cruits. Hey, I'm uh, Quinn Ewers. DMs are full from the Surly Horns <laughs> <laughs> Twitter now. <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully they're just of uh, you know one of the the great threads. Um, oh yeah, I just I just. Kicks. Yeah, I send them the sugar baby thread and be like, hey, this is you. You come to the 40, you can get your own sugar baby. I'm sure there's a big money donor that could fund that. <laughs> but yeah, so National Signing Day is coming up Wednesday. So we're going to have the full breakdown on that uh, on the next podcast. But um, starting out, biggest news of the week, uh, Evan Stewart, stud wide receiver. Maybe the fastest guy in Texas. Uh, maybe except Brennan Thompson. Um says he's going to shut things down in his recruitment. We get whispers through the 995er world that a video's been shot. I don't know if that's you guys, the football brainiacs. Probably is. Uh, but supposedly a video's been shot for Texas. And then Mike Roach had to come out and dump a big old bucket of water on everything and um, says that he might be slowing things down. We might not know. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. This kid. This kid's crazy. He's... Um, fast as hell he's a great receiver he has a million tiktok followers i don't really know what tiktok is but a million i, no like I don't understand this tiktok thing i it's it doesn't make any sense to me yeah i'll reach out to my nieces and see if they know um because i certainly do not but i'm guessing a million is a lot um but supposedly the nli deal where you're gonna make money off your likeness is a huge deal for him so that makes a lot of sense. He's a track guy, you know, can, can, you know, kind of build off that, that personality. So we'll see, hopefully it happens. And hopefully, you know, by the time the next podcast drops, we get to be drinking some more Kool-Aid because he's going to be a hell of a player. Yeah. They're, they're talking about, um, number one, the bags dropping on his head, uh, is a big reason why he's going to come to Texas. Second reason is, uh, that there's a really good track program, uh, you know, storied track program with dual athletes that play football and run track and are fast as shit. Except this guy can catch better than John Burt. So that's a win automatically <laughs> if it happens. Nice. Yeah. And some of the or or the Oregon 995ers are, are, are pretty much saying, you know, Done deal. that, that picks in. Yep. So hopefully all these guys are right. And hopefully Mike Roach saying he was slowing things down was just him trying to, you know, not ruin the kid's moment. But I guess we'll find out pretty damn soon or we won't. And maybe Mike Roach will be Mike Roach will be right about something. So um, 
but the rest of the guys we're looking at uh, to close out the 2022 class, um, there's David Abiara and Garfield Lawrence. So Garfield Lawrence, by the time you're listening to this, probably committed to U of H. Texas ran out of room. Um, basically, uh, the Notre Dame linebacker Ovi Aguafo, that was a nice try, uh, took his spot. So um, David Abiara still has a scholarship out there. People expect him to to land at Texas. He's a heavy Texas lean that's going to be signing on signing day next Wednesday. Um, other names out there, Ishmael Ibrahim. Um, he had that legal situation playing out. Still should be good at Texas. Everybody expects that, expects that to be kind of straightened out by the end of it. Um, and we need all the corner depth that we can, especially losing Jalen Green. So that's, that's, that's great news. Um, Last real name, I think, on the high school front for 2021 is going to be Austin Uke. I found that out. Austin Uke, um, whose trainer is Donald Hawkins, former Texas alum. Um, He's currently trending to Texas. Um, I can't. Play school, though. Play school. Yeah, he plays school. So that's kind of the scary thing is he got into Stanford, um, which, you know, fantastic, awesome. But, you know, location is a factor. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I think he can kind of see Texas being the kind of the best of both worlds. And Kyle Flood's been all over it. Uh, so it's, it's it's been solid to see. And he actually just got bumped up to a four-star today. So it'd be great if we can just erase Herb Hand from our fucking memories and get a four-star offensive tackle, you know, three weeks into Kyle Flood's tenure. Let's go. Let's go. All gas, no brakes. Yep. A um, couple other notes, uh, CJ Williams, he's the uh, wide receiver from from uh, Mater Day um, in California. He plays with Steve Sarkeesian's son, uh, who plays linebacker for Mater Day. Uh, he was supposedly on campus. Turns out he wasn't. I don't know Twitter where like you can do like tags and stuff, uh, but staff's in regular contact and he's a, a big old wide receiver con- uh target for us this year. So uh, he wants to come on campus pretty soon. So that'll be great to see. Um, Then the last bit of news for 2020 or 2022, Caleb Burton. um, I usually don't talk shit about man. I usually don't talk shit about kids, but fuck you, Caleb Burton. You piece of shit. Especially he's at Ohio state. Like if you're at OU, like, I guess I get it. But like, why? Like is Ohio state telling you to do that? Like, I'm guessing it's because we're in contact with Quinn Ewers and he's trying to, oh, I'm so solid, Ohio State, you know, you know, horns down. And I, I don't get I don't get mad at the horns down. It, It's just it's, you know, it's just stupid to me. It's just belittling. It's like, are we going to do a thumbs down for Aggie? Like, I don't care at this point, but it's also just like make smart career choices, man. You're 17. You know, you. He's already had a blown out knee. He blows out his knee again, and Texas still has a committable offer when Ohio State doesn't. Don't burn your bridges when you're 17 years old. Just a little life lesson from RGB3 to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Don't burn bridges. Stupid. It was just, just, it's stupid. Yeah. Don't piss off Surly Horns. Yeah. And me. Look what we did to Mike Stoops. <laughs> exactly. We will get you fired at the airport. We don't care. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> Until we do, and then we and then we dogpile. Oh yeah, then it gets then it gets mean. It gets terrible. But hey, you know what? All gas, no brakes. There are other wide receivers out there, and we're gonna find a lot of them. I mean, all you got to do is just. I mean, I'm sure that's why Armani Winfield committed. Just show him De- Devonte Smith's highlights for 
half an hour and you know let's go it's done you know what, you know what this reminds me of though i i read a, a really funny post from machinator today where he so somebody was arguing about something in one of the recruiting threads and he was like will you guys please shut the fuck up and take it back to the football board and then somebody immediately after was like i swear to god if one of you is responsible for machinator taking another hiatus and then he put like a, a a picture of Keanu Reeves in um what's what's one of those movies where he just kills everyone? Oh, uh, John Wick. Yeah, John Wick. <laughs> John it's Wick. just like raining. He was like, "I'll fucking find you." <laughs> I mean, I, first of all, I didn't know robots could could feel anger, and that makes me really scared that Skynet might be a real thing. And now our resident robot Machinator is going to get so pissed off that he just. He goes full Skynet on us and just kills everybody. It's a terrifying thought. Yeah, but quit talking about fucking the quarterbacks that have played at the University of Texas in in the recruiting forum. It's not that's not the place to talk about Major Applewhite and Chris Sims. Get the fuck out of here with that. Go to the football board. Yep, and I, and and I will add that I did add to that thread, and I'm part of. I'll I'll, I'll you know hand up and uh, I'll. I'm just going to leave the podcast with a little bit of an anecdote. Um, I was at a Pizza Hut buffet in Belton, Texas. Uh, my family lives in Belton, Texas. Um, we're at a Pizza Hut buffet. My dad, huge Longhorn guy, obviously. I'm wearing a Longhorn hat. Um, we're at this, you know, old school Pizza Hut buffet. Major Applewhite comes in. My dad said, "Oh yeah, look, there's Major, Ma- there's Major Applewhite up there. You should, you should, you know, go shake his hand. Go, go introduce him." Um, first of all, he goes, "Hey, what's up? I'm the Major. Um, you want me to sign your hat?" First of all, <laughs> I'm at a Pizza Hut buffet. I don't have a sharpie, and my hat. It's black with a Longhorn logo. No major Apple White. I don't want you to sign my hat. Sign the Longhorn logo in the middle of it. <laughs> I don't even know why. I don't even know why he asked if like he wanted me to sign his hat. He but he just called himself the major and decided that I'm going to sign this. Like I think I was nine years old. I'm going to sign your hat. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, in honor of Durka, let's talk a little bit about basketball. Yeah. No. Even though everybody's got the Rona, <clears throat> apparently, uh, from a bracket perspective, none of these games matter at all. But it still was a game against OU, and it's OU sucks. OU. It is ten ten p.m. and OU still sucks. I I just um you know I'll never feel good about OU winning anything. And yep. and then winning the game after the three starters fouling out down to oh. what were we down to like five scholarship players. Um, everybody, th- what we learned after the game is uh, I think Coleman hadn't even had a practice. Nope. since uh, He had to be quarantined and, and he literally just showed up and played. Uh, after not practicing for a, a week or two or whatever it was. I think on Sunday, they literally had three scholarship players that were eligible to play. Which, how do you not cancel the game? I mean, we've had games canceled against everybody because they didn't have enough people. But our game still gets played. And, you know, kudos to the guys that did play. I mean, they kept it close. They made a hell of a run at the end. The Big 12 refs 
they suck more than COVID. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> they suck more, more than COVID because it was unwatchable basketball. Uh, they were so bad. My heart and, was pounding so hard the last oh. like three and a half, four minutes of the game where it, you know, they, they ate away at that six point lead, you know, a couple of clutch threes that dropped, um, making those shots. I mean, OU was just, they were, they were getting defensed, right? They didn't yep. know how to react to the defense. And <laughs> then I had so much hope at the end of the game, whenever the OU, the Sooner, the Sooner was so stupid, oh. he didn't hit the rim. What was that inbounds play? I've never in my life watching basketball, I've never seen a worse inbounds play in my entire life. They could have they could have just like gotten closer to half court. They had two and a half seconds or two point three or something. Two three dribbles. They had literally three dribbles that could happen. But I guess that's what happens when you don't have a head coach either. Like you know, time management kind of goes out the damn window at that point. Just let me just toss this up and go to Sixth Street. Let's do it. Oh, oh, and then the you know the inbounds play right before that, where it looked like we were going to get the fucking poke. Yep. And 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 get the ball and it just didn't th- that game was just destined for doom, right? Yep. And and it was just like, oh, we're there, we're there, and then and then everybody fouls out. <laughs> yeah, I've I thought it was gonna be karma for the Texas Tech game. Like, okay, well, this is this is the payback right here. You know, we have no business winning this game. We're gonna come in, we're gonna put a shot up, it's gonna go in, it's gonna feel great. Nope, sure wasn't. And who would have thought I want Shaka back? I miss Shaka now. Harry Shaka is my boy. Yeah, Harry Shaka is my boy, but he's got the Rona. He's got to stay home. Yeah, and he has to miss next game too. Oh, man, really? From from the quarantine stuff? Looks like it. Not ideal. Not ideal. I mean, we're just lucky we got sports. This Rona thing is, uh, is ruining sports. Hey, just... Yeah, we'll just have to keep plugging away and hopefully it keeps sports moving on because if there's not sports, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Be a better husband and and father, I guess. But, (laughs) you know, (laughs) probably need a mental break from me anyway. So love you, wife and kids. All right. Well, we had an action packed show today. I think it was pretty high velocity. Definitely all gas, no brakes today. Absolutely. And yeah, hey, guys, we're going to have our first guest coming up um, pretty soon. So be on the lookout for that. I'm not sure if it's going to be next week or the following. Depends on how big National Signing Day is, but uh, get excited. Um, it's going to be uh, ready for it. Here's here's the teaser. It's going to be a delicious guest. That might have sounded weird, especially since we talked about Sugar Baby so much. But <laughs> <laughs> And for the merch that we're going to drop, if you yeah. want shirts hats or mouse pads put it in the podcast thread let us know absolutely yeah we yeah drop any merch ideas you got super excited and then yeah get ready for our next live show at um when uh i'm a max gonna owe me 10 big beers at pluckers (laughs) all right guys hook them hook them